Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And it's time for another episode of Teacher Saves, Saves World. Why can't you be more like my stapler? Keeping my papers together. Why aren't you doing your part? Welcome to another episode of Teacher Saves World, a podcast focused on the well-being of teachers and parents of teenagers and the unique challenges we face. We are Lori and Matt Jones, married high school teachers and parents of two teens, and we will be your hosts for today's show. Please take a moment to hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of this information and more can be found in the show notes and at teachersavesworld.com. To make sure you don't miss out on anything, head to teachersavesworld.com and subscribe to our email group. Once a week, we send out a brief email with that week's podcast and blog, as well as exclusive video content from Matt and I you won't find anywhere else. We'd also love to include your voice in the show. Call the Teacher Saves World hotline at area code 559-399-0966 and leave us a voice message with an appreciation for a parent or teacher in your life or with any other observations, tips, or musings you'd like to share with Lori and I. And now it's time to start the show. Lori, do you have some gratitude you would like to share oh, with us? Oh, I have so much for my island home, Hawaii. <sighs> I'm, I'm specifically grateful for Kailua, which is the small town I grew up in on mm -hmm. Oahu. And, um, you know, I recently had a call from my friend Michelle Lee, dear friend of mine from elementary school on... And we just started talking about Kailua and growing up there. And I, I just feel so like lucky to have grown up there, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. we a little bit had a little bit of that commiseration of like, gosh, I wish we could afford to live there. But, but I always think of that Winnie the Pooh quote, um, yeah. don't be sad because it's over. Be happy because it happened. Yeah. So it happened. I grew up in Hawaii in a paradise and mm -hmm. uh, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, me too. Miss it. Me yeah, too. it became a part of your life too. It did. I I feel very lucky that I got to live for there for a while. That both of our children were born there. Yeah, we did that right. And then we got to work there, and we go back and we visit on a fairly regular basis. So, Hawaii is a special place for oh, us. Boy, well, I I have some gratitude for something that's um, kind of coming back to, into our lives here. I have appreciate uh, gratitude for. Junior colleges. Yay. Junior colleges. Amen. Junior colleges really, they, they're really special places. They, they, like they're, what they contribute to the educational ecosystem that is our, our educational system here is really fantastic. Huge. The, the opportunities for education that they provide people uh, of all ages, mm -hmm. right? We, we now have high school students that take advantage of, of uh, junior college courses. Um, I am a product of junior college. I went to Orange Coast College down in Costa Mesa, California. Uh, I also spent, I also went to Golden West College and took some classes there. And uh, we have a lot of our students, a lot of our high school students uh, continue their education at junior colleges. I would go so far as to say, I think I almost think most students should go to a junior college first. I think most would really benefit, not just, uh, I think, financially, 
for one. Big time. Big time. Big time. And many are still maturing. They're yeah. not quite ready yeah. for the jump. Some are. And by all means, if they've worked their tail off and they're at that level of just independence and maturity, go for it. You know, there are some kids that are ready to go to that high-end four-year university, but so many 17 and 18 and 19-year-olds yeah, just are not. Aren't. Just aren't. And it's a way for them to stay local, for the family to save a little bit of money. And a lot of junior colleges are even have free tuition now. I know. A lot of them do. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know about all the states, but there's wonderful. a... Or it's very little, especially compared to, uh, to a university. And, and we just, you know, as high school teachers, uh, been doing this for a long time, we see so many kids go off to colleges and we kind of go, why, why, why are you going there? Cause you've, you've stated what your goal is, your ultimate goal, uh, you know, profession or whatever mm-hmm. and what you want to do. And it's like, you don't really, you don't really need to go to that. Tiny like little, like their ultimate goal might be to be a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. And then they're going to a, a $60,000 a year private university. Right. And, and like, then they're oh. going to make kindergarten teacher money and Ouch. be paying off that, you know, really high-end fancy college tuition yeah, for a, a really long time. A lot of money. Yeah. And so, it, it, you know, but junior college would maybe make that a little more realistic. If you went to a junior college for a couple of years and you mm-hmm. really want to go to that little special college because it, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's got a special place for you or you really like the vibe or whatever. Yeah. You're faith based or, you know, there's just different reasons. Yeah. Then you can maybe swing two years. Four years is a lot. Yeah. And I know it's a a huge issue in our country. College debt is one of those things. It's a political issue. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are trying to figure out how to tackle it. Uh, But junior colleges, I, I know a lot of people take advantage of them. I, I think almost even more should. And it's, the reason I say it's coming back into our life is because our son has just decided that he's going to go play water polo for Orange Coast College. Yay, TT! Where I played volleyball. So that's really kind of cool. So we're going to... so cute. So I'm a, I'm a, a, a former pirate. <laughs> and now my son's going to go be a pirate too. He'll be a good pirate because he kind of, you know, he's a little bit curmudgeon-y that way. Arr. Arr. Yeah, just kind of like, yeah. this is boring. Oh, definitely. <laughs> this sucks. Arr. <laughs> He could be their little poster child. Uh, and then my aunt, my aunt Harriet worked there for so many years. She doesn't, she's retired, but. Oh man. So we got yeah. some, some definite. Your we got cousins. Some, we got some pirate blood in the family. And so yeah. we've got another. Did Uncle pirate, Lucas, so that's exciting. Lucas and I'm excited. No, he went to, he went to Golden West. Oh, okay. And so, I, so that was really exciting when he made that decision. And uh, it just kind of seemed like kind of the, because there were, you know, some other colleges that were being considered and smaller ones and expensive ones. And and yet he was talking to some coaches there and, and it makes it so uh, intimate. And we're like, uh, and especially now when things no. are, when things are just so uncertain right now. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and I just think Toby will benefit from growing up a little more, growing up as a scholar, yeah. growing up a little more as an athlete, getting, you know, getting his feet under him. Yeah. So junior colleges, yay for, we're, we, we here at Teacher Saves World are big, gigantic uh-huh. fans of junior oh, yeah. colleges. Get that AA. So if your kid is just not quite sure, or you're, you know, making, I I know that there, there's, here's the unfortunate part with junior colleges. For your more academic kid, there seems to be like a stigma, right? Like, why aren't you going to, why aren't you going to UCLA? Why that's you going? the only part of it. That is, it's you know, perception yes. and that's ego and that's yeah. comparison. And it's all those things on our list 
from last week. Yeah. And the so negative, if, the triggers. Yeah. So right? if, if you can help a kid process, there is no stigma attached to going to a it's junior. It's just co- a junior college. It is a really, really smart way to go. Yeah. So um, I know that there's plenty who are ready or who really need their their path. They need to get into a, you know, four year. They need to get started on something. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's just not the case for a lot of kids. So junior yeah. colleges. Good one, Matt Much, Jones. much love for junior colleges. All right. So we are almost through our source book. So we've been spending the first part of 2021 here um, walking you guys through what we've called the source book. It is a journal. It is a depository. It's, it's an inventory of all the things that you are. The good things, the bad things, the things that you want to be, the things that you want to work on, the things that set you off, the things that, that guide you. It's a roadmap back it to is. yourself. And it's just, it's writing the manual. We mm-hmm. all, we all have one and we either write it and live it or we let it be written for us. Mm. And it is, you know, unconscious and we let outside forces, you know, guide us and move us around. And they and will. They w- Yes. There's and many so the, of them. So the source book is a way to take control. The, the source book is a way to t- sit down, to think, to evaluate, to make some lists and then once we get out, once we get beyond the source book, once we're done with the source book, the source book never leaves. The source book is with you at all times. It grows, it breathes. You will add to these lists. I continually, things will, I will think of something, I will encounter something, and I will, I will go back to my source book. I leave space mm-hmm. in my source book uh, so that I can continue to grow these lists. So I will actually, I'll tell you, how many pages I've given to each of these things right now. I'm going to walk you back through. So we started off week one. We started with our guiding virtues and I'm giving each of these eight, eight pages in my source book. So I put my, my guiding virtues are on page one on page nine. I started a list of all those favorite quotes and wise sayings that I use as regular motivation and, and guidance on page 17. I have a list of, of role models of adults that I continue to add to. And like, the person I'm going to appreciate later in the show. I just added to my source book of role models because something happened and like, oh, I, oh, this person has got to be added to my list of role models. Uh, on page 25, I have uh, the qualities that I admire in other people, those character traits that uh, some of them I have, some of them I don't, and some of them I want to grow in myself. On pages uh, 33, I started my goals. And we have four lists of goals. We have our personal goals. I put those on page 33. Professional goals, I put those on page 41. On page 49 of my journal, I have my financial goals. And on page 57, I have my health goals. Uh, now, my journal has 100. I have a Luke Term uh, journal. It's not the smallest one. It's kind of like their second one up. It's got like 120 or so pages. Uh, on page 65, I have the items to maintain, those things I'm responsible for taking care of in my life. Page 73, my sources of negative emotions. Page 81 was last week, which was the common obstacles and triggers in my life. So now I'm up to page 89 in my journal. Now, again, none of these lists so far take up all eight pages. Mm -hmm. Some of them take up one page. Some of them take up five pages, Mm -hmm. but I, we give them space because this is a, this is a a growing journal. We're going to add to these things. We're going to refer to them. So we, we give them a little space. So on page 89, after a couple of weeks lingering in the, in the dark, we come back to the light. 
with this week's list. Yeah. On page 89 is my sources of positive emotions. Those things that make me happy. Mm. Things that make me feel good. I love this list. Those things that fill me. This, this may be the funnest list to make. Just thinking about these things. I felt good that my this positive emotion list was longer than my negative emotion list. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know they were in competition, but I was like, oh, this was easier. There was far more. The, yes, I, I would agree. I would agree. Yes, there were more things in the positive list than, than the, the negative list. Yeah. So sources of positive emotions. What are those things that fill you up? Those things that make you happy? And um, Mine really varies. You know, I mean, it can be, it can be a little more emotional, right? Uh, My, and mine are very like, some are very specific. Like I might say Kalapavai Market in Kailua. Oh yeah. Makes me happy. That little, you know, family owned market, go in and get our coffee. I'm going to add that to my list. That you may. Um, And then I have, you know, like uh, playing games with my students, gardening, tacos. Yeah. You know Mama the, dog. You know what the first thing on my list? What? Lori. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Am I not on your list? Wait, hold on. I sh- oh, my God. Did you, are you guys just now? Oh, my God, honey, you're not. You, hold on, I'm adding you right now. Hold on. Well, Why are you not on my list? I want to thank all the longtime listeners Maybe. of Teacher Saves World. This is the last episode. <laughs> I have popcorn this, on my list, but not this. my husband. <laughs> Wow. So popcorn made it and I, but you know, I love popcorn. Like it is, <laughs> it's huge. That makes things so much better. <laughs> you know, Toby and Lyndon aren't oh, on my list either. God, I'm just, I now see, this is why we leave room because I'm, I'm going to flip back to my list. The, um, of negative emotions, <laughs> those things that make me sad. And it's when you're, when you're, when your wife forgets to put you on the list of things that oh, make her happy. Honey, I'm sorry. I think it was just embedded in all of these. Just inferred. Yeah, it's inferred. No, there's no inferring with these lists. We got to be very <laughs> specific. We got to write everything down. So, oh my God. So look at that right there. I'm showing you. Oh, but, and you have Toby. Little, I don't have Toby in London either. I, God, what's yeah, wrong with me? I'm having a, a midlife crisis. You're a bad mother. I think and a so. a bad wife right now. God. Okay, I put him on. All right. All right, I'm caught well, up. Well, and next week's episode is up in the air. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if we can recover from <laughs> from this one. So yeah, so taking the time to to write down all the things that make you happy. You know, and coffee makes me happy. Mm. I put right. coffee houses. Yeah. Um, birds make me happy. The beach makes me happy. Reading. Mm-hmm. Family. Creating. Pubs. Oh, that's a good, a good one. I love a good pub. I put movies. You you had gratitude for Hawaii. I put that on my list. Mm-hmm. Hawaii makes you really happy. And all things Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. I love Hawaiian music. I wear Hawaiian shirts every day. Even our shoes, Olukais. Yeah. <laughs> All thing. Although not made in Hawaii, but just a Hawaiian vibe. Yeah. So all the things that make you happy. And you might think there's a why. Why do I why do I why do I need to sit down and make a list of everything that makes me happy? Like it just I know it, it it makes me happy. It happens. I drink coffee. I'm happy. I I watch my favorite show. I'm I'm happy. 
Well, I think why here's why this list is kind of extra important for, I'm not going to say this is exclusive to us, but our group, and by us, I'm talking about teachers and parents. We are a very dutiful group. Mm-hmm. We are a sacrificial group. We, we have gotten into these fields and not all, but if you are listening to this show, this is, this is who you are. If you are listening to this show and you are a parent or a teacher, you are someone who does this for other people. You put, you routinely put other people first. Your whole life is committed to helping other people develop. Mm Mm-hmm. And we make tons of sacrifices to make this happen. We are always thinking about others first. And it is really easy to get to the end of the day. And the things on this list, I didn't experience any of them. Yeah. I would say not anymore. Now that I've made this list and what we're going to do with this list. But it is very easy to get to the end of the day as a parent or a teacher and have put everybody's happiness before yours. Yeah. Put everybody's positive emotions ahead of yours. And now, yes, we are deriving. We do this because it does make us feel good. We are deriving, uh, deriving some joy from, from our job. But sometimes it could, we can be very drained by that. Yeah. And we experience burnout. Yeah. And so we need to be reminded of those things that fill us up, those things that bring joy into our life, those things that when we even just think about them, yeah, kind of spark us. You know, a couple of mine were like reconnecting with old friends, hanging out with friends. And, and our life, you know, over the past few years has not really been spent doing that often. No, not at all. Between tournaments and Making family this list. responsibilities. Making this list really changed that for me. I have been reconnecting Mm -hmm. with people that I hadn't talked to in a while. Yeah. And it was because I wrote this list down and I was like reminded of like, oh my God, this does make me happy. And I haven't done it for a long time. Yeah. I've dedicated myself entirely to raising my, my kids and, and teaching my students Mm -hmm. And, and that takes a lot and of I'm your exhausted. Day. <laughs> yep. And I'm and I'm running all over, you know, tarnation, dragging them to practice and games and plays and you know, whatever else they're involved with. Yeah. And it uh, consumes you for a while. It totally. It really does. It really does. So so this is for one, it's just a fun list to make. It's fun yeah. to just think of these things. These yeah. are all the things even just like I said, even just thinking this writing them down is like just makes you tingle. It does. A little bit. And it makes you happy. It puts a smile on your face. And then it, it you know, like things will spark other ideas. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. You know, and this is definitely one that you keep coming back to. You keep being reminded of things that make you happy. Yeah. And you come back and you're, you know, you put it in your source book and, and it, the list grows. This is one I think, because I knew that this list was going to keep growing and growing and growing. I had to be very uh, conservative with how I wrote these things down. Like yeah. each of my pages, I made like two columns, like, you know, yeah, little bullet I points I to too. make sure that I really uh, was efficient with the, with the space. But then here's what we do with this list. So 
this source book is we're we're heading to towards a, a daily journaling process. But we need to make sure we need to make sure that every single day that we are planning some joy mm-hmm. in our day. That we are making sure that we are taking the time to carve out just, you know, 10 minutes here. Yeah. 20 minutes there to do the things that fill you up because our, our job as, as parents and teachers is, is exhausting. It's a it, lot it of work. It really can um, it's very drain drained. you. And if you have, um, if you teach, God, I would say if you teach any kids, but if you live in a, you know, a lower socioeconomic area, there's, that comes with a, a large share of trauma because it's just mm-hmm. it comes with the territory when you deal with kids of poverty and you, um, I'm, you know, I'm kind of an empath where I, I take it home with me for a little bit. I, you know, if, if something shakes me at work, I think about that kid and I think about them at their house and you, you can't let that wreck you because you have to be strong for, for that kid and the rest of them and your own kids and yourself. So it seems silly, but if you're like, you know, Wednesday night, I'm going to go take a bath and read two chapters in my book. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use some really yummy bubble bath. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to take maybe 30 minutes. And you can find these spaces of time. Yes. You really can. You can. And, and you know, uh, our cell phones take a lot of joy away from us. Because I yeah. think we, we get trapped a lot of times. Yeah. Just like we, we turn to it as, and we think that our joy is going to be found in the cell phone. I mean, how mm-hmm. many things, if you were to sit down and make this list. Yeah. If you were going to make the, for one, I, I bet scrolling Instagram or whatever your favorite mm-hmm. platform, you know, might not make the list. And then as you make your list, how many things maybe have been replaced with scrolling on your phone? Yeah. Cause it just sucks. It's a time suck. And so making this list is a reminder of the things that maybe we used to love to do and we've gotten out of practice with mm-hmm. them and we've, we've become consumed with, especially, you know, we as parents of teenagers, um, you know, the teenage life is a full life. Like our, our days used to be a little more contained. Our teachers, when, I mean, when we were, had young kids, they, there wasn't as many activities, mm-hmm. but when you have teenagers and you have multiple teenagers, it's like every single night you have things going on. Yeah. And it just, it just grows and your responsibilities grow and your duties grow. And, and then what they are doing grows. Yeah. You know, they're awake more. They're doing things like driving and you know, this is it's so bigger many, things. It's like, we need to do the FAFSA. So, we need to do the like, Oh, you know, so like, much oh. more going on. And so, you know, th- yeah. These things just kind of, these are the things that get bumped out. Yeah. We sacrifice these things. And, and so we, we need to recapture some of that. We need to make sure that we don't completely sacrifice all the fun um, for the sake, because we are going to burn out. We are, and we're not going to be very effective and we're not going to be able to do this for the long run Mm -mm. if we just give 100% of ourselves and don't take the time to recharge. I know. And that's what these things do. They fill us back up again. Yep. So we got to make sure that once we have this list and we realize all the things like we, we're not doing anymore, that we start carving out the time to do them. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and sometimes it, it's not a whole lot. Like Lori said, it's just taking a bath for yourself. But if I yeah. say that to myself in the morning, I look forward to it. Yes. And it, it colors my day. It kind of wipes, you know, paints, I don't know. 
paints my day with that brush of like, yes. I'm going to work really hard today. I'm going to have a good day teaching. And then I'm going to go and take a bath and yeah. read because I really like this book. Yeah. Let me give you some really simple examples. I, and I, I it's not that I necessarily do this every day, but uh, a lot of days I do. So I love to, you know, put on a vinyl record at home, either in the morning or the evening or whatever. And I've started writing down every day, like who I'm going to listen to. I'm going to listen to some mm. David Bowie today. Oh, that's good. And so now all of a sudden, when I put that David Bowie, not that I love putting David Bowie on every time, but I've just now made it kind of special. Yeah. And I'm really taking the time to really enjoy. It's not just in the back of like, I'm really listening. I'm really enjoying the art of David Bowie. Mm -hmm. And I made a plan to do that. So at dinner time, I'm going to put a David Bowie album on. And, and you anticipated it and thought and about I, it. I thought about it. I planned mm -hmm. it. And it was just, I just wrote it down. And then all of a sudden, just that moment, that simple act became something a little more special. Yeah. Or how about, who doesn't love sitting down and looking at a photo album? I know. I know. Just, you know. Your daughter it, does the most of all. You know, and, and so make a plan. Today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and spend, you know, just 10 minutes looking at our photo album from our England trip. From the boring visit to the British Museum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at, you know. There's a the, great picture of Toby in that museum. Uh, and he kind of has like his hand over, like around his neck. And he's kind of looking to the side. And he's got these big eyes. And he, this is a bit of ennui. You know, and then London's like making a dorky face in the background, but it's like, it just captured such a moment, Yeah, you know, and I know it's a long game we're playing. That's going to be good that he went to the British Museum. One day he's going to be like, you know, that was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. I, and my parents are so good for thinking to take me. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or maybe some old, I, you know, I guess here is a little, you know, maybe a good part of, I know I, I rail against social media all the time. Um, but they do love to, they love to share the memories with you, right? That's kind of like yes. a little, little boost of yes, positive. They do. As long as you just don't, you know, go down the rabbit hole and yeah. stay on Facebook forever. Mm -hmm. But watching like an old video when the kids were little. Yeah. Whatever. It's pretty But cute. just taking the time to plan and do those things. And so this week's homework is a, is a good one. It really is to sit down and just start making a list. What are all those things that just make you happy? The simple things like. You know, what's your favorite beverage or, you know, snack food or whatever, or, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, weekend trips or yeah. whatever it is. And then make sure that every day that you're filling your day up with a little, a little bit of joy. Yeah. Having some fun. Absolutely. God, Absolutely. we need it. We do. So speaking of joy, who do you appreciate this week? Oh, right. I'm going to appreciate Mr. Bright. He was my drama teacher yeah. at our magnet school and high school. He, he's passed away. He, you know, he's a superstar in that island. He's very well known. He was the king of all musicals, you know, an entire theater. The Polyku Theater was built, um, you know, because of him. And he was just a man that was like very, you know, he was very faith-based. So it was, you know, a Christian lean, which, which, you know, was a little bit different for me. Because we just kind of grew up agnostic. We weren't, you know, my parents were kind of split on religion, basically. Mm -hmm. Mom, Catholic, dad, nothing. <laughs> but um, I don't know. He just taught me just, he was just so joyful. And he had flow, you know, he, he oh, really totally. had flow. He loved what he did and just had the energy of, you know, a young man for, the, for his whole life. Because he loved what he did. 
And don't you love it when a name comes together with a person? Oh, bright. Mr. Bright. bright, Mr. Bright, like yeah. what a like what a perfect yeah. You couldn't script, like you couldn't, you know, Mr. Bright. Yeah, he's still his family's still very involved in music on the island. One of his, I think it's his. I don't want to mess it up, but that show on Netflix, the Finding Ohana, you know, yeah. the, the one of the choirs, you know, one of his grandsons is singing in in some of those songs on that movie, and but he was a very instrumental in my youth. So there you go, that's yeah. a good one. All right, so I'm, I told you, I kind of teased it out early in the show that I added somebody to my list of role models and, and I am appreciating them today. So I was very moved last year by the story of Captain Tom. Mm. Captain Tom was the, the World War II veteran uh, British, uh, the gentleman who is 99 years old and decided as this COVID outbreak is, is wreaking havoc He's going to go outside in his walker and he's going to do some laps and he's going to ask people to sponsor him <laughs> and donate some money. And he's going to give that money to the, to the health system, the, the NHS over there in the UK, the national health system to help fight this disease, this virus that's wreaking havoc. And in the process, he just inspires a nation by doing this, this, and he, he's got these, that, that, World War II generation that can do that positive attitude that, you know, he tucks his shirt in and dresses up every day yeah. and, goes and just, you know, puts his head down and goes to work and $45 million he raised 45 million. I, I think it's, I, I, I think it might be a Guinness book like record for fundraising. And so he, uh, so he inspires and the, the queen, Queen Elizabeth calls him over to Windsor, and, and knights him. That was beautiful. Knight, so now he's Sir Tom, which is, if you are mm -hmm. a, a UK citizen, like being knighted is like, yeah. man, that's like so cool. And, uh, and then he writes a book. He writes just like, a, you know, autobiography. Oh, I didn't know that. And there's like a, there's a children's book too and like a little autobiography book. And... Um, Remember they showed like, was it like a basketball or a gym with all of his oh, cards? All the birthday flower. cards. So when he, yeah. he then, then he turns 100. Then he turns 100. He get, yeah, all these cards like, flood in for Captain Tom. And, you know, the, the World War II planes fly overhead and salute him. And he's outside, you know, waving up at the planes. And so he was just such an inspiration. I love old people. I just do. I, do. I get such a kick. I just love listening to old people. I love, I, I'm an old person now, but. Um, Not I have, really. I You're have, halfway there. I have always really appreciated um older generations mm -hmm. and you know what they stood for and what they went through. And, uh, and so Captain Tom, and then here's kind of the, the sad end of the story was that he does all of this. He turns a hundred and then Tom gets COVID <laughs> and he goes into the hospital in January and he, uh, I believe it was just early part of February. He passed away from mm. COVID related symptoms. And so the end of that story may be a little sad, but like you said, with the Winnie Pooh thing, right? <laughs> I know. don't be sad be, because it's over. Be happy because it happened. Who I gave so, him COVID? I am so happy. And he was a hundred years old. So, I mean, the, and that's just, if you could live to a hundred, that's, that's pretty, that's, pretty incredible. That's, that's brilliant. As I would say in the UK. So, uh, Captain Tom, Rest in he peace. is now a solid, solid member of my list of role models. 
And just like that, another episode has come to an end. We're so grateful that you took the time to listen and invest in yourselves and the lives of our teens. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and our email group, review the show, follow our socials, send us an email, or leave us a voice message. See the show notes or teachersavesworld.com for details. We're also proud to be members of the School Rubric community, a worldwide network of passionate educators. Visit schoolrubric.com to be inspired. Until next time, keep saving yourself. So that together we can save the world.